Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast with a praying as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. The book of Revelation teaches us an awesome revelation. That is, that God opens doors of opportunity for us that once open, no man can shut on us. But it's important to know and understand that any door of opportunity that God opens for me and you are only as good as our willingness to walk through. Because if we don't, for whatever reason, walk through the doors that God opened for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve any of what God wants to be received and achieved by me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you, so that we can receive and achieve all the things that God has waiting for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Matthew chapter 18. I pay for what you did because God has already forgiven your sins. But pay for what you just did. Matthew chapter 18. Let's look at verse 21. Of course, when we left off last time, y'all moms was open because we had already dealt with the fact that Jesus had dealt with uh, Peter and told, told him that you need to uh, uh, forgive seven times 70. And folk was like, my God, that's like crazy. Well, let's read on because he gives you explanation for it too. He said in verse 21, then, Pete, then came Peter unto him, Jesus, said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Question mark. Till seven times? Well, see, just before then, he had told him seven times, so he figured he got the answer now. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Praise God. Which means he upped the ante on him. He, he increased it. Why is that? Basically, the moment you begin to start counting, you've already demonstrated that you choose not to forgive. The moment you begin to start counting, it demonstrates that you've already chosen not to forgive. Because of when you count against somebody else what they owe you, then you're demonstrating that you don't forgive. Because a lot of us still talking about what somebody owe us, what they did to us. You know, we list off their indictment. You know, next time we talk to somebody, let me tell you what they did to me, man. They did this, they did that, they said this, they said that, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Can you believe it? You're like, mm-hmm. And say, so what do you think I should do? Forgive. Oh, see, you ain't even flowing. Come on now. Anybody ever, ever, anybody ever talk to somebody? Or was you the one that was being talked to? Praise God. Would you be like, I ain't done. That, 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 that's not the answer. It's got to be something else. Amen. It's got to be something else. Gotta, can, can, can I leave them? Can I divorce them? Can I hit them? Amen. You know how we do? No. No. And no. <laughs> I had to think about that last one. <laughs> Might qualify for the laying on of hands ministry, praise God. But no, no, not with that intent, though, praise God. Because we're supposed to be hitting the heel. Amen, not hitting the hurt, praise God. <laughs> Amen. 
So anyway, he told him seven times 70. Don't you know, you know, you got to, you know, which means basically he's going to take it outside of anything that you can comprehend. Another way of looking at it is it's endless. Forgiveness is always what you should do. It's always what you should do. That didn't go over well. Look at your neighbor for me. Help me out. Preach this one to your neighbor for me. Say, your neighbor. Forgiveness is what you should always do. It's your privilege to forgive. And in case they didn't say it with faith, turn to the other person next to them and say, hey, they ain't lying. Forgiveness is your privilege. Yeah, yeah. Because see, a lot of us don't, don't see it as a privilege. A lot of us see it as like, oh, I got to. You mean I got to? Well, how many times? See, that's what he's asking. How many times do I got to forgive? No, it's not that you got to forgive. You get to forgive. Well, how is that a privilege for me? I'm glad you ask. He read, we read on. He said, therefore, in verse 23, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants, which means he accounted everything that it is they did and did not do, what they paid and did not pay. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents. Now, that's a whole bunch of money. You ain't in the talents, but I've heard all kind of estimations of the amount. But regardless of what the estimation is, it was a lot of money. Let's just say millions of dollars. He owed my man millions of dollars. For, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment was to be made. Look, because he owed a debt, he was about to lose everything. He was about to lose himself. He was about to lose his wife. He was about to lose his children. All of them was going to end up going into slavery. All the stuff he had was going to be taken, 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 taken. All the stuff, that one wasn't even bothering. That was just bad English. Praise God. All the stuff was taken, was going to be taken, taken. He was going to be gone. All the stuff was going to be gone. Praise God. He was about to lose everything. Do you know unforgiveness will cause you to lose everything? Let's see. He said, and all that he had and payment to be made. Now, he's going to take everything and you're going to pay up. Now, which means you're still going to owe me. The servant, therefore, fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. What was he moved with? Which is love in motion. Blessed be the name. And loosed him and forgave him the debt which meant loosed him because they had him all collared up, snatched up and stuff like that. You know, not the king himself, but the king's boys, you know, his, his army had him you know, all snatched up and, and, and forgave him the debt. Millions, just wiped it clean. Everybody say millions? millions. Yeah, millions. He just wiped it clean. He just said, I move with compassion. See, compassion doesn't care the amount that you owe because the amount isn't what is going to decide whether or not you're going to be released from it. It's the compassion. And that's why, God, we learned already in Romans 5, 5, shed his love abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost to give you the compassion, which is your motivation for forgiveness. See, your motivation for forgiveness is, the, is who you are. It's the love that's on the inside of you. That's, once that moves, then you will be able to forgive. So that's why you got to stir that stuff up. He says, so he forgave him the debt. Now, I can imagine right after he forgave him that debt. He said, there, probably eyes got wide. He probably saw Really? He's like, yeah, I'll forgive it to you. Go ahead. You don't owe me no more. 
I know he was like, that's what I'm talking about. You can't tell me he wasn't excited. You couldn't tell me where he wasn't thrilled. You couldn't tell me he probably didn't throw up his hands and dance and shout. He did something, whether he did it right in front of the man or whether he waited till he got outside and after they had let him out and closed the door behind him and he was realized he was really free. He probably said, whoa, probably was walking around like, that's what I'm talking about. He said, but, everybody say, but, the same servant. I can hear Jesus saying it because Jesus threw that word same up in there because he was like talking to his disciples, trying to tell them a little parable, trying to teach them some things through principle. He said, and the same servant, which means the same one which was just forgiven of this great debt that he owed, went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. Now, a hundred pence, I don't heard all kind of uh, definitions for how much money that is, but let's just say about $20. Yeah, $5. That preached well. Let's do $5. Which means, once again, he's doing this in comparison to how much the other guy owed. He said he owed him $5. And he laid hands on him, not for him to be healed either. Snatched him up, took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. Now, you got to get this picture. He done snatched my man up, grabbed him up around the throat, and said, pay me what you owe me. He hold my man's throat. He like choking him. Like, pay me what you owe me. Give me my $5. And his servant fell down at his feet. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Don't that sound familiar? Isn't that about what he asked the other guy? Okay. So you think this would have triggered something in his mind? Like, hold up, hold up. I remember when I was there, snatched up, and they wouldn't even hold me by my throat. But they was about to take my children. They was about to take my family. They was about to take everything I had. And I asked my man to forgive me, and he forgave me. Sure, I know he would have let him go and, you know, straighten his clothes back out and say, man, I, my bad. Come on, come on, come on, stand up. You, sure, I'll forgive you. Go ahead. Be thou free. Be thou let go. Let's see his answer. Verse 30. And he would not. Would not. No, he wouldn't. Say, I ain't doing that. Which was a decision that he made. He didn't say he could not. He said he would not. Which means it's a decision that he made. He said, but went and cast him in the prison till he should pay the debt. Threw his tail up in the prison too. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Went back and told the one that released him of his debt. Said, man, you would not believe what just happened. Remember that dude that you let loose of that million-dollar debt? He's like, yeah, I remember. The one I was moved with, compassion with. Say, yeah, you don't believe what that dude did. He went out and snatched my man up, threw him all up in the middle of the jail for some money that he was owed. He said, what? Go get him. Joe, then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought. Everybody say wrought. That means upset. I mean, he was angry. And delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you 
from your hearts forgive not. Because notice, it's from your heart that you either forgive or it's from your heart that you forgive not. If you from your heart forgive not everyone, his brother that trespasses. Now, he said he snatched him up and threw him up in the middle of the prison and told him, he said, until you pay me that which I'm due, then I'm not letting you up out of here either. Remember, we learned already in Galatians that it talks about that whatsoever man sow of that shall he so reap. I told you before that if you sow unforgiveness, you'll reap unforgiveness. And if you sow forgiveness, you'll reap forgiveness. So the person who, who, who was the original king sowed forgiveness into my man. And then he went out and operated in unforgiveness. Stop there. And when he went and snatched my man up for $5, threw him in the jail based on unforgiveness, he now reaping unforgiveness. Because he sold unforgiveness, he's now reaping unforgiveness. Pause button. I've heard so many times for so many years where his people was talking about when he said that I'm going to throw you in jail until you owe me, pay me what I'm due. That what he was due was those millions, that he required all of that out of him once again. But do you know that's not what he owed him? Because he already forgave the debt. I don't know if anybody up here has been forgiven of a debt. Once you forgive a debt or a debt is forgiven of you, you don't owe them anymore. Which means if they come back afterwards and say, you owe me, all you have to do is show them, I've paid this. This is, or here's your letter where you forgave me of this. That's right there, stand up in any court, and you don't have to pay them a dime. You don't even have to answer them if you don't want to, because there's no legal right that they have against you. None whatsoever, because it's already forgiven. So since that's the case, then what that man owed him was not those millions. He didn't throw him into jail because of the millions, because the millions were already forgiven. But what he was due was the forgiveness that he sold in him too. What he was due was the forgiveness that he sold in him. Because remember, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. He sold into him forgiveness. But what did he get back? Unforgiveness. So because of that, he still owed him. What did he owe him? The forgiveness. He would have, if he would have forgiven the guy, imagine the same story. They came, came back, guy went up to him, ran into the guy that owed him $5. He said, man, let me loose, man. I, I'll pay you back. I promise I'll pay you. He said, look, that's all right. Go ahead. You don't have to pay. Imagine if those same people that heard him and saw it happen ran back and told him. He said, man, remember that guy that you saw, that you forgave those millions? I was just watching him. He snatched this dude up and owed him $5. But then when the guy asked him to forgive him, he let him loose. Just like you let him loose. He would not have sent for him to go get him. Why? Because payment is made in full. Payment has been made in full. You've just done and gave me the same harvest that I just sold into you. Now, the reason why he called for him to get him and say you still owe me is because that's not what he did. He, gave, he did something other than what was done to him. He was forgiven, so he should have also forgiven. And so watch this now. He threw him in the jail, and he's going to remain in that jail until he gives him what he's due, which means that when you let that guy out, I'll let you out. When you let that guy out, I'll let you out. 
when you set him free of what he owes you, I'll set you free of what you owe me. Say, what in the world are you talking about, Pastor? Most of us are in jail right now because of the unforgiveness that we, the forgiveness that we will not extend into other people's lives. You know, unforgiveness will jail you. Do you know you, see, my man is in jail not because he owe money, but because of unforgiveness. And many of us find ourselves locked up because of unforgiveness. So the forgiveness is not for the person's sake that you're forgiven. The forgiveness is for your sake. Because if you don't forgive, you the one all locked up. Come on up in here. I know none of y'all have ever been in unforgiveness, but at the same time, I know you've been around folk that's been in unforgiveness. And when you deal around people that's in unforgiveness, they are limited in their life. There's only so much they can do. You get ready to invite them to a fellowship, and they're like, man, sure, I would love to go. And then you tell them somebody that's going to be there. Let's say, for instance, you know, uh, these powerful young ladies right here, you know, loving, wonderful uh, ladies right here uh, are going to be at the fellowship. But let's say I got a problem with them. And then you take me, tell me about the fellowship, and tell me that, that um, let's go to this fellowship, man. Say, come on. Let's go to this fellowship. Okay, man, that, that sounds like good. It's going to be fun. Okay, now take me over there where the fellowship is. And I'm like, man, thanks for inviting me, man. We're going to have us a ball up in there, man. They got food? They got food. Oh, it's going to be a good one. And then I walk through the door and be like, oh. Well, what's wrong? Nothing, man, nothing. Why didn't you tell me they was going to be here? (laughs) I got to tell you, man. You know, I didn't think you'd still have a problem with that. But you don't know what they did to me. I, I can't enjoy myself there. Because they there. Pause button. How many, of that, how many of y'all is that in your crib? How many of you can't even go visit your family? Because the greens don't taste like they used to because of what they did to you. I'm teaching real good right now. I've just been locked out of the tremendous opportunity to be able to enjoy the fellowship and to be able to enjoy the food that I would have enjoyed. But see, I got to forgive in order for me to be free to go enjoy all of what God has in store for me. Because if I don't forgive, he can go through the door. Let's say the door's right there. But I'm jailed right here. And I'm boxed out and I'm limited and I can't go any further. See, a jail cell says you can only go so far. And unforgiveness establishes a jail cell which says you can only go so far. Thank you, sir. Have a seat. Give me a hand for, for helping and thank y'all for not, like, like going off on me. Amen. Praise God. Because then I wouldn't be talking to y'all no more. No, for real. Praise God. Forgiveness lock you out. There are a lot of people that are locked out of the relationships that they started when they first hooked up with their friends because of what happened, what they said, what they did. And now, whenever they're around, isn't it, no, isn't it somehow you lose the ability to have fun? Is that a deep concept? Somebody asked me why. Because you in jail. Because you won't set them free. You in jail. You the one on lockdown. You the one all, all, all stuck up. Because you won't let them go. You trapped. Same way with family. Husbands, wives. You know, we just, you know, husbands, wives. 
have trouble being in the same house together. Don't even want to go home. Everybody working overtime. Because don't nobody want to go home at any time. Wait till folks sleep, then they come in. Come into the same room, it's like, oh, my God, you might think, you think it's a freezer section. Come into the same room, folks ain't talking, ain't just looking away, act like you don't even know you're up in there. When all this opportunity for enjoyment existed, that is now destroyed because two people having difficulty forgiving one another. Say, it's time to be free. Yeah, it is. It's time for us to get free. God wants us to get free of this foolishness. Now, Peter's question that came unto him, you know, about, Lord, how many times I got to do this? Seven times? He said, no, 70 times seven. Then he broke it down for him about the explanation of the forgiveness. Peter's question came at the end of a teaching by Jesus of the importance and power of agreement and unity. That's the context that he was talking about. He's talking about the power of agreement, the power of unity. Look back up at verse 19, just in front of it. We're in chapter 18, verse 19. I'm just going back that far for time's sake, but you can go back and read the whole thing in context. It says in verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that ye shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three on earth gather together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We know that when he's there, all the power of heaven and earth is right there. But he was talking about the power of unity. Then Peter began to start talking about well, then how, much I, how many times I got to forgive my person. Forgive this person because he understood that this forgiveness that he was talking to was tied to him walking in the fullness of the power that comes through unity. Because, see, there's a power that's released through unity. There's a power that's released through agreement. And offense can get in the way of it. Now, when he said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, you must take VBVS so that I can give you the full explanation for that. Praise God. Because it's off the chain. But what he's talking about is agreement with heaven. I'm not talking about slinging devils. He's talking about agreement with heaven. And, but see, as long as I'm in agreement with heaven, all the power of heaven and earth can now flow through me to be able to cause it to be just as if Jesus was right there in the midst of me and another person. Need you again? Reverend baby? Now, stand right there. This is heaven. I got to tell the truth. This is heaven. <laughs> Blessing. No, I mean, no offense, bro. You are, she probably think you heaven, but this heaven. Amen. And so heaven got all the power, all the money. She do, too. Praise God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God has to say about walking through your open door. Hope that you're seeing that it's true, that there really are doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you. Doors of opportunity to acquire and achieve all the awesome things that God has prepared for me and you. Hope even more that you're learning and even being inspired to walk through the doors that God has opened for me and you so that we can walk straight into all the awesome things that are awaiting me and you. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. 
but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I've got something for you to do this Saturday evening. Saturday evening, you know, is New Year's Eve. So we invite all of you in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us at our New Year's Eve service so that we can bring in the New Year's together in the house of God, praising God, and hearing what God has planned for us in the new year to come. So come on and join us at Word of Faith Christian Center, San Antonio, Texas, on New Year's Eve night at 9.30 p.m. where saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas will be coming together to praise and worship God in celebration of the year that he brought us through and the new year that he has in store for me and you. There's a wonderful reception that will follow the service where those who choose to remain can continue to celebrate together, dining the vine and enjoying the new wine of the Holy Ghost. VIP transportation service and child care are available at no charge for this too. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you and your family in the house of God, giving God praise too, just like all of us ought to do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.